0: Welcome back, everyone, to R2Cast number 139. Our last episode was with Izzy Rainey. Some of you may know her as Batesmoor Farm. Her dad, uh, as he retired, gave her a token gesture of three Highland cattle. And over the last seven years, she's worked that up to 75, all while as not just Highlanders at this point, Lincoln Red as well, all while um, starting alongside her friend, an art business too so quite a really cool story actually and i think I just sort of really we, vibed. we had a good time it was good fun we had never really met until we did it until we filmed and we just did a good laugh on and off camera so a good episode there and I'm looking forward to seeing who's next guest not today's guest next guest because I've told today's guest they know who they are but until I say it right now they have no idea who the next guest is and that next guest is a certain Mr John Austin. <laughs> She's laughing off camera. We don't want to give away who today's guest is, but John Austin is an ex Dumfries and Galloway chair. Uh, yeah, Dumfries and Galloway Young Farmers Chair. He's an ex Laura chair. He is involved in Christmas tree harvest. He has a dairy farm. There's a lot going on there. We spoke about Croatia, New Zealand. There was a lot to chat about in episode number 140. But today's guest, someone who doesn't really know John Austin, not spent much time around the gentleman that is John is our guest today who has done both, or no, at least one of those chairpersonships, and that is Louise Patterson. Louise, would you like to say hello? Evening, Wallace, and thank you very much for inviting me along. Just before we get started with another episode of the R2Cast, I would like to thank our primary sponsors, Aplan Rural. Aplan Rural are heavily involved on the social media scene, in the ag space with 120,000 followers on Instagram. They use this following to host social media takeovers with farmers throughout the country to showcase their stories. They also post to their rural community blog with further stories about these people in the industry. On top of this, they like to support initiatives that are championing the British agricultural industry such as myself. So thank you to A-Plan Rural for that. Looking forward to it? Yeah, yeah, Um, no pressure.
1: No pressure and with was,
0: guest. <laughs> was John who you were expecting?
1: No, but yeah, that makes me sound like a really bad friend there. Um, yeah, In fairness,
0: I did say to you before, I was like, you don't really know him.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. So I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know who this is. And then when you said it's John, I was like, yeah, I don't know this person at all. Like, you hardly speak or anything like that. So, yeah, no. No, I'm quite glad. I, I am now wondering what he said about me, so I'm now a little bit concerned.
0: I don't think he said too much.
1: Oh, that's okay then.
0: I think I think he was quite nice, if anything. Actually nothing, I think, from memory. He waited till off camera to call you some horrible, horrible things. Um I think I've
1: never changed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Why change the habit of a lifetime?
1: Exactly, uh, exactly.
0: I'm sure a lot of you are listening. If you're involved in S.A.Y.F.C., if you're in farming in Dumfries and Galloway, anything like that, I'm sure you'll be aware of today's guest. One of those sort of stalwarts in both of those sort of circles, shall we say. Someone you must never annoy because you'll see a horrible side, but for the most part, someone who is lovely. She's laughing off camera because I'm being nasty. Um, But deep down, Louise is one of my closest buddies, even if she is very nasty. Her mother one of the best cooks and bakers there is. Her dad, one of the most inviting people around the kitchen table and will always give you a good story about Lee's for you to take home and tell some other people. Um. So no, looking forward to this episode. It'll be great fun. Uh, <laughs> This hasn't got video, but Louise is currently almost praying by looks of things for what I will be putting her through, but it will not be too heavy, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure she's dealt with much worse from us um, when we're not recording. So uh, Louise, could you give those that don't know a wee bit of background about yourself?
1: Yeah, um, so my name is Louise Patterson. I am 28 years old and I live on a beef and sheep farm in Amesfield, just outside Dumfries. Um, I am a land agent assistant. And in my spare time, I am currently the and Galloway Chair, District Chair of Young Farmers. I'm also Lower Nisdale's 80th Anniversary Secretary. Um, And yet I help run the family holiday house business. I have my own holiday house there as well. And in my spare time, I help on the family farm.
0: I think think you said three times in your spare time there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much spare time you have? Um yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah, I'm actually yeah.
0: surprised you fitted this in.
1: <clears throat> uh no, I'm I'm getting better with time management. Um Silly season is kind of coming towards an end slightly, but uh yeah. No, it's good. Uh I like being busy there's always something to do so yeah there's never a dull moment
0: often often in the food and farm inside of the podcast Louise we all go into the farm just a wee bit of background as to what's there um yeah. but from a pedigree perspective and I don't mean a pedigree breeding perspective I just mean pedigree in general it's a yeah. pretty substantial farm it's a pretty notable place it's been a monitor farm um mm-hmm. could you tell us about the whole farm because it is it's quite a a place to follow suit with I think would be fair to say.
1: Yeah so the family farm is called Harkbush Farm and um, we were a monitor farm we were a beef and sh- finishing monitor farm in 2012 to 2016 and um, we have been in the farm since 1916 so it's passed down the three generations and will pass it on to my younger brother Stephen who will take on the running of the farm and um, so we Farm, well, 680 acres, um, beef and sheep uh, with our own uh, breeding of our circular cows, of limousine and simithal crosses, uh, all homebred, breeding our own replacements, selling calves now store. And then we also run a flock of cheviot meals and cheviots, producing our own replacements and producing fat lambs. And yeah, topping season is well underway for us at the moment.
0: It's mental, innit? I mean, uh, I'm obviously not on the farm anymore, but speaking to mum and dad and stuff, they're like, uh, "I topped out yesterday." I'm like, "It's. A, I just feel like it. Every year, I'm like, it can't be." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just, I yeah. Went, um, yeah, it's scary. It's,
1: <laughs>
0: you, but yeah, for sure. As as you you would have just been a young pup at the time of uh, of um, monitor farm kicking off. What would you have been about? Sort of mid teens. Um,
1: I'll take that Wallace, I will take that
0: (laughs) I think that's right in fairness, maybe I'm wrong
1: uh, so our first monitor meeting happened in December 2012 Uh, so I was 16 at the time Um, but we were quite heavily involved within the monitor farm both me and my brother um, because we're both really interested in it Um, so yeah that was a great experience got so much out of it learned so much met so many people from across the industry and yeah, if anyone gets opportunity would highly recommend either going to the meeting or even put yourself forward um I know it's a bit daunting I know the first meeting I had to stand up and talk to 180 farmers and at the age of 16 that is quite a task when you're not somebody that up for much public speaking. Sure, I know that's maybe hard for you to believe there, Wallace, but it is true. Oh, I'm shy, I'm shy. Enough. No, I'm meaning about me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I see, I see Yeah, in fairness, it is a bit you're ah, yeah, you're one of those folks that's always speaking in front of folk, and I'm quite I love I love watching different ways, different folks speak in front of different groups. Um yeah. but, but just just you said you'll take that. 16 is about as mid-teens out of 13 to 19 as you can get, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> <a> okay, <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I don't know how you would have got any more mid-teens than that. Um, I would just like to quickly interrupt the show for a minute to give you some extra information on our primary sponsors, Aplan Rural. Plan offer bespoke cover for farms and estates, the UK over, and we'll give you tailored insurance for anything on the farm from your old workhorse tractor that's been around 20 years or... fancy new and exciting diversification what what you, you mentioned about monitor farm and how rewarding it is and stuff louise And obviously you were you weren't fully fully involved at that stage but what what is happening being a monitor farm what are you doing
1: so yeah we you're basically opening up your business letting people from across scotland come and see what you're doing Um, You set little projects, so we worked with SRUC on one of them projects, uh, regarding our bull beef, so we had like college, that was my kind of project, Uh, the college were down every week, weighing cattle, uh, all our bull beef at that time, when we were finishing everything and we done that, we looked at animal health, we looked at soil, we looked at the business as a whole, Um, so yeah, it was really, really interesting. It made you look at the business yourself. Um, it was, yeah, it's great. I don't know how else you can explain it. My dad uh, enjoyed doing it. And yeah, we all got quite a lot out of it as a business. Um, we have one person that works for us, Colin Ray. Um, he's now worked for us for 26 years this year. Yep,
0: really?
1: yep. Yeah, yeah. So um, he's, he was always part of it as well. Um, because he'd be treating him like a member of the family.
0: So, yeah, well, he, mu- he must just feel like that at this point, do you know? What? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He's been there almost all my life, so yeah.
0: yeah. It's quite yeah. nice. I've always been aware that Colin's always been there. Obviously, I didn't know he's until what eight years ago, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've always been aware of that. And I actually thought, I thought Colin was your dad's brother.
1: Yeah, always, no, he's not. <laughs> always
0: no, I know he's not now, but um, yeah. They
1: act like brothers and they will <laughs> say that. Um so definitely, definitely
0: no, it's a nice it's a nice setup that. Um you mentioned college there, Louise you went to college. Uh, tell yep. us tell us about that experience.
1: So after leaving school, um, after six year, I went to the Baron College. Done well, it was then the Baron College uh, takeover to SRUC. Hadn't quite happened at that point. <laughs> it it happened during that year. Um so yeah. I went to Barney College, studied HNC agriculture, and then I came up to SRUC Riverside at AIR and completed my honours degree in agriculture up there and graduated in 2016, where
0: I met you. I was (laughs) going to say, what was the best thing about AIR? And you've already said it. Um, Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's where Louise and I met. I think probably quite a lot of folk listening to this that maybe know us through Young Farmers didn't realise this, but Louise and I, um, I was unfortunate enough to meet Louise before. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's just rude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And actually, moving forward, we'll we'll jump back to college in a minute, but the first time when I joined Lower Young Farmers, it was probably Louise that kicked it off. Um, I was invited to... Was it the panel night first or was it the dinner dance? It panel was
1: panel night. night, and your words were to me, I'm never joining Young Farmers, Louise, and I'm never going to join more NIST Young Farmers. And I said, Well, that's a challenge I'm willing to accept. And at which point you weren't too sure how to take that. And then, yeah, what, 18 months later? No, nah, it wasn't
0: meeting. even that. No, the panel night was in um, November. Is that right? Yeah,
1: that was me and John yeah. here.
0: Yes, and then...
1: You joined me in Colin's year. Oh, gosh, that sounds bad. <laughs> no.
0: No, I joined... You didn't join the... me. I joined in the May. Yeah, of
1: joining of mine
0: this year. Is that not just seven months later, though? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was... Yeah, so no, basically, what I was saying was you didn't take long to be successful in your career. <laughs> <No. laughs> It's quite easy. I I have never been so nervous because um, I turned up and, like, I don't think people believe this, but I actually have been nervous in my life. Like, I don't just walk into every situation cocky and confident. Like, I was quite shy about (laughs) doing that. And we sat down and had a bit of a crack and Louise said, oh, the questions will be just, what do you do for a living, Wallace? It'll be nice and easy. Where do you come from? Tell us about Aaron. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that was not the (laughs) case. And funnily enough. you had a friend on
1: the panel, so it was okay. It wasn't like I put you up there like a rabbit headlight situation.
0: Yeah, but they they didn't ask Jane, Cami, or Laura, who here has spent the shortest amount of time in a relationship after buying a house before they break up, Louise? That seemed to be directed just at myself.
1: <laughs> Please, could I I think we need to tell everybody that wasn't me, okay? That was
0: Louise that asked that. Louise asked that no, question.
1: No, no, I, I was the nice one that asked, like, what kind of biscuit would you be to, like, break Wallace into this situation? Um, <laughs> As, yeah, as some of our other closest friends were quite blunt,
0: would we say? I would say that would be a very, very bit, yep. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so yeah. Louise is one of the reasons I joined Lorna. Louise is probably if we really go back to sort of the bare bones of it, the reason I'm positioned I am with S E Y F C if you really really go to it, Louise could maybe along with probably Colin being the next driving force, be one of the two people that made me find myself going to Africa. So yes, I have to thank Louise for some things. Even I- if she's very scary all the time. Um I really, I'm not that scary. <laughs>
1: Again, you're making me out to be this horrible person.
0: You're not horrible, Louise. That would be really.
1: Uh Yeah, Yeah. so you keep
0: saying. I could just see off camera, you're going, I'm just going to be. Yeah, we'll just be nice from now on, shall we? Um, Yeah, we shall. (laughs) You taught me to be this way, Louise. That's the issue. Um, (laughs) Thanks. Tell us us about air. I mean, I I think I've openly said on the podcast air is a shame uh, in general. You know, we've went from where you went from Barony to, to Ayr, Ayr's old form, was probably quite similar to what Barony is now. Uh, you know, that sort of college-based campus. Um, mm-hmm. I would say it was very much ahead of the game, but where we went wasn't Auckland it was Ayr. Um, tell us about Ayr.
1: Yeah, so I had three years. So I joined um, in its second year, so my HND. I, so I joined another... What was there? seven in my year at that point so that was quite an experience for me because that was my time of moving away from home and things like that um but yeah no really enjoyed it made great friends um the experiences I got through college were great going on study tours to with Aberdeen uh, to Inverness and then eventually getting go abroad to Germany it was brilliant thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed the time and yeah, made friends, still keep in touch with ones that I was at college with, um, and see them from time to time, summer periods always a cracking time to catch up with them all, um, and yeah, no, it was really, really good. In terms of my time at the Barney, I was, yeah, I've still cut, kept in touch with a lot of that, a lot as well. Um, some of them you're speaking to in the next podcast (laughs) (laughs) some of them you've had on podcasts in the past but yeah no um definitely if don't be fear to go and do ag culture if you're female because there is no stigma anymore and yeah i think that's quite important
0: i would say I'm actually quite involved in agricultural education these days. Uh, oh, yeah, but <laughs> <We're> never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what year is it? Our HND is more female. What was that? 2023. 20, oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> Sorry. Our, our honours year is solely female, actually. Now I say that. Oh, yeah. Third year is, I would say, about 60, 40 female. Our HND is more female, our HNC is more female, <laughs> <laughs> and our NC is more boys this year. But it, it changed every year. It's, okay, uh, then... it's yeah, it, I have so many folk on that even like 20, 15 years ago found that struggle. Mm. And actually, we'll be bringing on episode 147, which I'm really proud of because it's a snooker player for 147, which I think is absolutely genius. Um, she's speaking about sort of female representation in snooker in the 70s and it's just the same thing it's just the same thing and it's it's mad that here's a fun fact right we're gonna get very deep here um do you know until 1976 76 less than 20 years before i was born well 20 years before i was born less than 20 years before you were born uh Guys, if you haven't realised, we are quite
1: good friends, and we might come across like we hate each other, but we are good mates. <laughs> we were there. saying,
0: I gave We had a big uh, birthday party for one of our other friends, John uh, Marshall, and uh, we went up to we went up to Erica and we just shared a house. Was it nine of us? Eleven? Nine? It was, ten of us. Ten of us. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. Two <laughs> guesses was wrong. But um, Louise <laughs> and I drove up together, and we were just talking about the fact that we're absolutely horrible to each other, but like no one else is allowed <laughs> to do it. <laughs> Up. That's no. how it, for it. Hey, um, I
1: think if somebody else done that to either of us we'd be like, who, who are you?
0: Who do you yeah, think? <laughs> this. You, you can't, can't say no. this. In the same sentence you'll say he's an idiot but I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, but what, what I was saying was 1976, so what's that 47 years ago mm-hmm. um, until then a woman needed to be married to have a bank account I was mad. Like that since, I didn't realise that until I was watching Downton Abbey with my mom on poet at Christmas. Um, but that's mental. That is absolutely mental. And we're in this position now that 47 years down the line, there's still, I mean, you mentioned there, don't be scared about it. There's still a bit. There's still that stigma from some of the older ones. Yeah? Oh yeah, yeah. 100%. Scary.
1: I've seen that over time.
0: But it just does, I just don't think it's there now. Outrage. I, I, I Outrage. I, I, I really no. am seeing it disappear. There's, the odd person that says it, and it's so nice to see how quickly it's shot down. It's like just straight away, and I love this. I love to see that, but it it just never really happens now. So yeah, I think that's a really good point. um If you are a fifteen, sixteen, seventeen year old girl out there that's looking to study agriculture, do not be scared about that. um I think it's it's such an important thing to say, and I'm probably going to say something that's a lot of people say is offensive and is, is wrong, and you shouldn't say this. But oh no. No, no, I, and I think, Louise, I think I know you well enough to know you probably agree with me. Feel free to see you okay. going. There's things guys are better at than girls, and there's things girls are better at than guys. Yeah. Not everything. Not everything. There's right. some things that are very equal, but there are yeah. some things that that's the case.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: don't, see, I don't see that being an issue. I think that's a good thing. I think we promote working together. We all bring yeah. different things, whether that's cultural from a... Um, background perspective, whether that's the gender perspective, I think diver- we talk about promoting diversity, but then trying to homogenise everyone into the same job. That got really deep. Uh, yeah, we have, we have. <laughs> we have, but I, I, do did kind of mean it, I sort of just got on a wee bit of a bandwagon there. But um, yeah. yeah, no, very true, very true. So, what what was your what was your dissertation on? Oh gosh, you
1: remember um, that? Yeah, mine was on. A, science, a mathematical equation that was to do with the feed conversion ratio. Um, it was like an equivalent to that, that was currently getting, well, it was being used over in Canada uh, quite a lot. So it was something that I linked up with Eastern Houndgate and done. So they were doing these measurements already. Um, right. So what, I can't even remember what it's called, was, oh my goodness.
0: No, that's awesome. That's, <laughs> a, no, that's um, so cool.
1: But it took like the muscle depth, fat depth, uh, the 10th rib, the 11th rib, um, and certain other bits along the back. And then it created an equation. And yeah, it was it's, was looked upon as being potentially the next way forward for uh, a conversion ratio. That's really like, cool. You know, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, it was really interesting, like I got to learn so much um, from around the world about it, because it yeah. yeah, it's not as, uh, as big a thing here, it's out there, but not as much as, as it
0: we, we don't really speak about feed conversion much in this country, do we? Like it's definitely a thing, but like yeah. you say, it is. I mean, I'll often talk to students about I'll I'll throw out entomophagy and and they're like, what's entomophagy? And I'm like, well, I don't expect you to know what it is, it's talking about eating insects and the fact that, you know, cattle's anywhere to, if you give them a kilo if you give anywhere between five would be very good and seven kilos, you'll get about a kilo back but if you give a cricket, this is mad to me, if you give a cricket a kilo of food, <laughs> not one cricket, they'd be full, a few <laughs> crickets, a few crickets a kilo of food, you're okay. you 1.1 1. 1 kilos back, mm. that is just insane to me, I, I, it's like my favourite fact, I love it, um, yeah. and yeah, it's really no. cool just feed conversion and sort of, yeah. Yeah,
1: well, obviously... And enjoy like the beef yeah. side of things was definitely where I was going with my dissertation because that is where a big part of my interests lie with the cattle at home, my only pedigree herd. Um, yeah, so it was something that we always try and strive and improve here, and we find it really, really important. Like, we'll speak to our nutritionists and they'll come down and do feed rations with us here. and I'm always the person who goes, but why?
0: I, for sure, yeah.
1: And I think they, they come and they see me and go, oh no, she's here again. Um, like, But why are we doing this? I need, like, I, I like to know why.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, I'm that kind of person.
0: Yeah, they, they're like, oh, Louise Steerberg at the Encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: not that bad. I'm not that bad. I just, yeah, I just um like to know why we're making changes for it reasons we are and will it benefit us and how will it benefit us and yeah,
0: yeah. I, I don't think it's you say it's not that bad I don't think it's a bad thing that's a really good trait to sort of question things and I must really annoy my boss John I'm just like almost why this why this why this so no I think it's a good way to be um I must say John might got that from you so it's okay <laughs> yeah exactly yeah he's he's suffered both of us <laughs> yeah. yeah um no definitely uh, we'll get into actually. No, one thing you mentioned. Did you go to Germany with SRUC? Yes. Yeah. Oh, class. Tell us about that.
1: <laughs> so, uh, oh gosh. So I had just finished third year. Yeah. Probably. Third year. Yeah. Um, and it was like Aberdeen, Edinburgh, and AR all like got to the opportunity the third and fourth years to go abroad so that year it was to south Germany Um it was amazing for a week it, it was really really good I went with two people from here um, and we met up the bunch that we had been in Inverness the week, year before sorry with from uh, Aberdeen and then met up with folk that I went to Barn with and someday I went to primary school with from Edinburgh. No yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that was it. Was great. Um, so yeah, went there, got to find out about like farming over in Germany, and it was really, really interesting. It was yeah, I learned a lot that week. And um, yeah,
0: most study tours are class. Yeah. Um, just I mean, budgets and so many issues have caused it to be more. In the UK, but even still, they're so good. They're so good. Um, they really are. Uh, we we did Holland, and uh, we had a great time. Like <laughs> at night and during the day. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, great fun. Um, networking it's all called networking. That's what I keep
1: saying.
0: This is it. This is it. And to this day, I still have a little bottle of the fruit shot bottle called Flugel in my room at um, home. Right. For those of you okay. listening that were on that trip in Holland, need I say any more? The answer was no. Um, it was like, um, story here. <laughs> yeah, there's a story here, but it's not for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was just much like, you know, much like traveling with young farmers, much like doing anything like mm. that. It's so fun to learn about another culture. And Germany, is it quite big beef country? South will be quite dairy, I assume.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. yeah yeah absolutely. um it was um very much dairy um dairy arable uh, a lot of renewables Um quite interesting yeah um so that was good i enjoyed that side of stuff uh, the dairies yeah obviously not from a dairy farm but i still enjoyed it um it was majority of them were fleck herbs so okay. uh yeah it was it was good it really was good. Uh, went to vineyards. Uh, yeah, uh, it was good second
0: thing. Yeah, it's interesting you say flaggy. I mean, around where we are, it's not exactly an unpopular breed these days. There's quite a few fo- quite a few jumping up, you know. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting places that go through adversity. <laughs> seem to come out of it better you know i mean i was just back from rwanda i can't stress unless you go how progressive that place is but germany obviously lost the war now one of the biggest car manufacturers in the world renewables i'm not surprised to hear they're good at that we won the war we're like but how can we go backwards
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's it's different it's totally different like it it's it's hard to explain unless you've been there and seen it if that makes sense um so yeah as you said i three young farmers i also get got to go back to germany and the european rally and went to north of germany so getting to see like how it differed was quite interesting and i actually enjoyed that side of stuff um especially having been there a few years before it was quite interesting definitely
0: I mean, it's a It's half the height of Europe. You know, it's it's not exactly small. No, um, no definitely not. <laughs> it's, it's the biggest population in Europe, isn't it? Out with if you include if you don't include Russia, I think it's the biggest. I think it's something like eighty-five million or something like that. I, I'm saying this it's as if perfect. I don't know. It is. It's the <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting country. Germany's always. I th- I say this quite a lot when people mention a country I'm like oh that place has fascinated me and I think folk will just say Wallace just says that about any country but I was the nerd that read the atlas on the toilet so you know like I, I really do quite enjoy like, a lot of this stuff it really fascinates me yeah I don't know why I said it that way I could have just said it bed didn't I? anyway I, I used to read the atlas in bed there we are no, the it doesn't surprise me at all well go on say a country I bet I know the capital city um... I'm going to embarrass myself here Finland. Helsinki. That was an easy one. I, yeah, we I don't down. know why. That one, yeah. Feel free throughout the rest of the thing to choose a very harder country. We'll try to do better. Um, so, what was that?
1: I'll try. I'll try.
0: <laughs> once uh, once college was finished, Louise, you don't strike me as someone that's going to just go and do nothing. Um, you certainly were kept busy once you left. So what was next once you finished college?
1: So, I graduated in summer of 2016 Mm -hmm. Um, so throughout well latter years of secondary, right through my college days I I had a part time job at a firm called Tash Valley which is uh, based well, the shop was in Dumfries, it's an agricultural merchant Uh, so I worked there, weekends holidays uh, and things like that Uh, so when I finished I went and worked there for a period of time before I then moved on to a company called Murray Farmcare uh, which is another agricultural merchant uh, slash veterinary pharmacist in Dumfries again. Uh, So I went there, I was there five and a half years and I became a a qualified animal health advisor so i'm qualified rsqp and so done that and then yeah and May last year i moved uh, i'm sorry for a change and i'm now a land agent assistant for a firm called butler land management and manning
0: tell us about that because (laughs) land right i'll just be honest right i think episode number 33 okay i think was with charlotte mortimer and charlotte mortimer is in some kind of not land agency but some kind of that type of thing right Mm -hmm. and these jobs just baffle me right (laughs) they're so confused there's so much to it like so much to it it's not just this is how you should feed the cows and this is how you should you know look after the ground it's looking at pylons it's looking at water it is the most confusing job on the planet so tell us there's probably some folk in, out there that are that are looking at this type of job tell us what's yeah. involved
1: yeah so I'm just a land agent assistant because I am not qualified uh, charter today. Uh, so that's something that I'm looking at uh, with work at the moment is going down that line so yeah uh, my job is very varied I We cover the whole of Scotland, um, and we do things from dealing with Scottish water, gas companies, pylons, as you've said, to dealing with forestry, to managing an estate, to doing renewable energy. And we also do the usual farming consultancy work as well. So a fair bit. Yeah, every day is different. And I love that.
0: Do you? Yeah, that. Basically, what I was going to say you answered it there. I was going to say, do you? You, you, you strike me as someone that just loves like today being this, next day being that, this day being that, completely different. I, yeah. I would hate that. Actually, I'm quite aware. I know I would. Um...
1: I I really enjoy. So obviously, I've worked with farmers for a good number of years, and um, different roles from just being the person, that sells them, whatever. Um, When I was working in Tarth to being somebody that was working on animal health plans with farmers and talking through the dozing uh, programmes and things like that, farmers over the counter, to then going out there and supporting farmers and something different or something that's going on in their farm. Absolutely love that. And the people I've got to meet and work with is great.
0: So, is your job sort of like, I don't want to say like farmer defending, but is it like on, is that part of it? Are we'll, you sort of working as a middle person? Is we'll work it? with the farmers
1: or for the farmers, yeah.
0: Right, got you. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, you were telling me a bit about it uh, in that drive up. <laughs> that was probably, you were actually, you've been on my list for some time, in fairness. I've got a huge list and I'm terrible at contacting everyone on it, but um, I was hearing that and i was like this sounds fun <laughs> i said <laughs> just like Ugh. but i say fun in that to me it doesn't I, I would i would be so stressed in that job is it does it come with a hint of stress
1: well some days it is stressful yeah because you're,
0: you're you've got a responsibility there haven't you you're like you know yeah, yeah. If,
1: um, if something's happened or there's been an issue and farmers phoning you because you're there to help solve the problem or help be the middleman, as you said and um, that can be yeah some days stressful depends on what's going on and what's happened uh, so you could have quite an irate farmer on the phone um, and you've got to write leave it with me I'll sort that then you make another phone call and write what's going on and get
0: yeah, you've got to get it right. Yeah, it's not fair, it. fair play. to you. Um Definitely. I would struggle I'm quite conscious I'm one of those folk that's not good with stress. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Just like crumble. <clears throat> um
1: no, no, I don't I like it. I like the challenge. Yeah. I'm not somebody that backs down from a challenge. Dang. Really?
0: <laughs> no, <I'm>,
1: surprisingly.
0: <laughs> never got that vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: It's yeah,
0: um, not as good about there's there's some good and bad news regarding your job, and that you're going to be have to have to be off for a few weeks, uh, yeah. because you're finally getting something sorted. Uh, <laughs> tell us about that, Louise, because I feel like you've been looking uh. for this question for four years.
1: <laughs> Thanks, boss <laughs> uh, Yeah, so um, for over ten years now, I have had a knee that
0: has Oh, I played it down hugely. Wow. Okay. Sorry. Right. Yeah. It's all
1: right. It's fine. Um, it doesn't happen. That often, um, but it has happened five times over that period. Um, normally either at weeks or a month prior to lambing. Um, so you can imagine how popular I am uh, when I am not able to be in the lambing shed for approximately two months. Um, so yeah, yeah. So no, I'm finally after a long bit of waiting. Uh, get an operation on it. So, yeah, it's something that's needed to be done, slash, it's kind of, I want to get back to normal because yeah, I've for been sure. able to do things. So, yeah, I'm going to have that opportunity very shortly and I can't wait. I'm just not looking forward mm-hmm. to not being able to do stuff over the next
0: few weeks. It's that, it's you know, as someone who can empathize from knee trouble. But can't empathise from that because that sounds horrible. A wee cartilage tear is nothing, but that is not nice. Um, I once was playing football and a guy Kerr, if you're listening care, um, like put his foot on the ground and turned, and I watched his knee just jump to the side and. You talking about your need us all the time gives me the fear. So, yeah, get yeah. it sorted. Very useful to jump away from that because it's, yeah, it's, that can't be good. It's
1: not great. It's not great. Thankfully, when it happens, I'm quite lucky it's been when I've been at home. And uh, uh, my dad and Colin that works for us knows exactly what
0: to do. Luckily, he's in the kitchen to leave her.
1: Well, they managed to help me get it back in place put me in the house and then hand me over to my mum to deal with me. So, yeah. It's
0: all good. For those of you that are listening, you're probably noticing my voice has changed somewhat. That's because I'm currently speaking through my hood because I'm trying to not face what Louise is talking about because I'm so soft with this stuff. Yeah,
1: let's move on. Let's move on.
0: Let's not talk <laughs> yeah, That's a good idea. <laughs> good idea. What I want to move on to is maybe a bit more positive, but you are going to be in crutches. You and I <laughs> are going on holiday.
1: You <laughs> get <laughs> a romantic getaway. She can't wait. It's <laughs> <still> fun.
0: So, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: tell the viewers, Louise. Tell the viewers what we're doing.
1: So, as Wallace explained, we were going uh, away for our friend's 30th and um, he mentioned that he was making a trip um, in November to a wee island called Shetland. and wee island tiny wee yeah. place
0: just the one island
1: <laughs> sorry guys from Shetland I didn't feel like that um, yeah so he is heading to Shetland and asked if I wanted to join him and I went
0: why not because now, don't I thought put it, don't play it down you went Shetland
1: <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> why not I confounded a lot like <laughs> that
1: okay. All right. Okay. It's uh, somewhere I've always wanted to go yeah I'm not gonna lie it's yeah and when you said do you want to come with me i was like 100 and then which this is going to sound a bit horrendous i so i went yes i'm going yes i'd love to come to shetland with you and two days later i messaged you to say i'm going for an operation in october and you're like
0: and you're still going to shetland
1: i'm hoping to still come to shetland my aim is to be able to come to shetland um, Fingers crossed.
0: yeah so for those listening i know i sort of use this podcast as like an outlet as to see what i'm doing so on, in november so october 27th i fly out to the states i come back on the third
1: four days before we go out again
0: yeah i think so oh no i come back on the fifth that's right yeah we fly come back on the fifth work for three days fly out to shetland on the
1: friday
0: 9th, 10th i can't remember
1: 10th something like that yeah
0: uh, and then there for three days, and then back, and then um it's one of the sort of few. I think I've got four guest speakings in November. I can't remember exactly. Tasha, if you're listening, I'm so sorry we're missing your birthday.
1: Yeah, sorry, um,
0: Tasha. It's, it's all uh, Wallace's fault, it really. is Shetland, Shetland calls, <laughs> uh, but yeah, looking forward to that. I think it's gonna be really good fun. Shetland, Shetland, and Orkney are places that it's kind of weird. Like since I was younger, I've always wanted to go to really random places like Borneo and stuff, right? But Shetland and Orkney in no way are like the random places I wanted to go. Rwanda was one of them, funnily enough. But it's always been there, and I've got no idea why. I'm from an island in Scotland. How different can it be? But my answer is I know it's very different. So I'm actually yeah, very much looking forward to that. So uh, Shetland Young Farmers, if you're listening, um, shout out, looking forward to come up. If anyone is listening and they want to hear the story of Shetland Young Farmers, I oh, god, See one to 100 are 2 casts i knew who was on every single one i think if you said any number i could tell you um after a hundred because they're so rapid i'm struggling but i think no this is number 139 because it's in front of me um i think number 109 is amy budge who is a shetlander farmer so uh, go check that out if you're interested in what shetlander doing. um and i'm sure some of you've heard of amy through this farm in life yeah, so that's that's Louise and I's romantic plans for of November. I can't wait. Let me tell you, I can't wait. Um back back to young farmers, Louise. I mean, you and I are heading up to Shetland and, and I'm sure you've had quite a lot of opportunities out of it. Uh, we'll go on to to rally in a second. But could you tell us about young farmers sort of more at a club and, and and now obviously district level? You are big guns these days, you're very important. Um, one of the most important in the country. Uh, so yes, tell us about that. Tell us about young farmers, what it's done for you. What you yeah. done for? No oh, plan.
1: Don't know about that one. Uh, so I joined Lorna Still Young Farmers at the age of
0: oh, fifteen. Oh, you waited. You weren't a fourteen.
1: I wasn't a fourteen-year-old. No, 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 no. I was 15 when I joined. Um, yeah, mum and dad had been in the club, um, so it kind of just felt right. I if you look around me. I have neighbours that are in Isdale and I have neighbours that were in Annandale. So a brother, I was
0: a brother. Yeah, he
1: was Isdale. and then moved over to. Annandale. We're
0: talking that a bit of a touchy one. Yeah.
1: Well, no, 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 no. It kind of made sense to him, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so I was at the age of fourteen. I had like neighbours picking me up, taking me to Isdale, Then other neighbours taking me to Annandale, and like come and join. And I'm like, I'm. I'm going to Lorna stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so 15 I joined, um, loved it. Uh, been on committee. I've done numerous roles. Um, so don't I don't all the
0: roles. Have you not? Pretty much. No, no,
1: no, no, no,
0: no. No, no I thought you'd done just everything.
1: <clears throat> no, I done call certain talents. What convener, you know, Which obviously you are now. Um, yeah. I was the. Last person to be one person that dealt with that, so that was fun.
0: All um, right, okay, we're useless. Me and Ellen need to help each other.
1: No, I 100% say, and I, I, I was very much behind. This needs to be a two-person role okay. because yeah. it is so, so stressful to being that one person. Um, sure. so, no, hands hat hats off to you for doing it 100%. Uh, so no, done that. Then became treasurer of the club. Done that for a year. Moved on to assistant secretary. Then obviously went on to secretary with John Austin, who he obviously got in here. He was my chair, and, uh, which was Warnesdale's 75th year. So uh, I was honoured to be the current secretary during that period. I then stepped back. Uh, in March 2020 mm-hmm. um, just before lockdown occurred uh, and became ex-official and as um, Colin McKinnon says I had a six month holiday and I came back as secretary and i done another 18 months of secretary to Colin um, and then I moved on to ex-official stepped off committee this year and um, but was already on Dumfries and Galloway district had done assistant secretary for the district but wasn't able to go on as secretary because I had moved back to club secretary so I just didn't feel like I could do both and give them both as good as I wanted so gave up that opportunity and then I last year was the district treasurer and this year I'm now district chair
0: so, yeah. you, you you make out as if you're like oh they sent the wrong email to the wrong person you know how dare they get me involved um but and just before i mention that if you are listening and you're what thinking who john is john's episode will be out on monday 1 40 and i think i think Colin's episodes 57. so if you want to go here either of them, go check them out uh, yeah Colin. I really wish I hadn't put Colin on first because he's so cocky about it. Um, well, Perry was first out of the, the batch uh, but uh, of the young farmer said Colin's the one that's got that mod um, of him over him. So he's, he's very proud of that. It's very frustrating. Anyway, uh, yeah. You, uh, Louise, there's no one better for it. <laughs> oh,
1: it's no. So- I, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely honoured uh, to be the district chair. Um, it's a uh, fantastic opportunity and responsibility uh, i'm really enjoying it um it's challenging especially when yeah. your district's 120 miles long and you are covering all six clubs and trying to get to events and committee meetings and seeing what's going on so yeah is no, that it's-
0: how long it is yeah like trust me i've done the journey three weeks ago so what's your furthest? Strenrart to Annandale, is that right? Uh,
1: yeah, so Muller, Galloway, all the way to Langham.
0: To Langham? I didn't realise that. Jinx. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. Is, that, is that Annandale? Is Langham Annandale?
1: Annandale's Langham,
0: yeah. I would never think it was that far across. There you are. <laughs> yeah,
1: they've Jeez. got members as far as that. That's nuts. Yeah.
0: So, and I asked John this, and, and John maybe <laughs> had an unfortunate time to answer it yeah and i know you've sort of done chair and secretary not chair and chair but how how does club office bearing and district office bearing differ
1: um oh they both have different challenges yeah um your club you've got you've got members from all ages you're trying to engage them get them involved taking up new opportunities doing yeah all the events possible you can get your members to and um, if that includes driving them you will do it and um, to becoming a district chair or responsibility where you have six clubs like in our district that you are trying to get events organized around their calendars your calendar you've also got west calendar you've got national calendar and it's just challenging but it's good i love it
0: is it challenging to go from since you were 15 you've been sort of you're loraneth yeah that's yeah. who you are that's your club that's your team that's your tribe that's your whatever yeah to then that can't be the case well, I assume it can't be the case, you know. I, I often talk. i am obviously involved at national level, and, and I'm a lower NIF member, but I'm an SCYSC person, you know. And it's 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 fine for me because I've been lower NIF for about eight months longer than I've been national. <laughs> but uh, I'm a bit of a different case. It must be said, mm. uh, you've been very much club, 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 with a bit of involvement at in district. Uh, but then you've got to be completely impartial because you you stand for those six markers are, are just as important as lower north. supporters just important as Annandale, Stouravry, Stornhill. Is that yeah. tricky or is that just easy? Is that
1: fine? It's it's challenging. Like you always yeah. you always want to support your own club. For Don't sure, one hundred percent always want to support your own club. But you have to kind of take that step back and be like, I can't be favour one club over another. Um, so yeah, no, it's good. I I enjoy it. Um, and yeah, trying to move events all over district so that it's not favouring one area more than the other. So I'm making sure people like travel between my mum, which is fun. Uh, but yeah, it's good. What what
0: you might not have these figures across the district. Is that about what two hundred and fifty members?
1: Oh, I do have the number, but I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. No,
0: I'm just I'm just you trying to guess. Yeah, yeah, probably
1: not be far away at all. At that.
0: Yeah, it's just it's a big. It's, it's the biggest district in the country? Is it not? It's, it's
1: the, the longest.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't mean I don't mean person-wise. I mean size-wise. Yeah. Size-wise,
1: yeah. we are one of the longest because we're a long, thin yeah. district.
0: Aye.
1: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it is challenging, but. As I say, it is possible to do it all within one weekend.
0: <laughs> well, you've improved it, uh, for sure. And it's 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 funny, I mean, when, you know, speaking of dislocating body parts, when I, when I headed over to Stranraar to dislocate my shoulder, uh, I did Would not... Re- talk
1: about that? <laughs> I wasn't in fun- chair just by the way i wasn't chair at this
0: point right <laughs> that was colin's here. <laughs> what well, so well, do you know it's quite funny i'm sure colin's listening to this colin do you remember i'm just going to direct to colin do it. you remember when i was coming off the front of the stage and i'd taken the table down that we'd used for the front of the curtain and i walked past and i said to you i've effed my shoulder and he was like all right that's what colin said right <laughs> and then two minutes later because obviously it was like yeah no you haven't like what are you doing you're just having some fun on stage
1: yeah. uh,
0: and then uh, poor, poor Aileen and I know there was Speth I think you were there there was three of you helping me what a day man that was something it, else but...
1: it was the next message so I was sitting with judges that night because I was treasurer um so I was obviously in Dumfries and Galloway Row and um I happened to have my phone out because I was speaking to behind the stage, so I knew what was going on. And the message comes through, have you got paracetamol? And I was like, yeah, there'll be some in my bag, which is backstage. Fantastic. Wallace has dislocated his shoulder.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't know that in time in fairness. <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe but... maybe they
0: did. Oh, there was a nurse. That's there was right. a nurse. Was nurse went, she was a sweetheart, and I was like, "Oh my god, your voice is gorgeous." And I remember saying that. <laughs> so, nice. yeah. So, yeah, that
1: was an interesting, interesting. <laughs> but
0: yeah, yeah. If you weren't in charge at that point, you didn't have to stress about it. So it... this year, when I injure myself at talent spot, uh, you're in charge.
1: Please, please don't, please don't. <laughs>
0: You know, I might just wrap him bold wrap this year, just just to be sure. Just to be sure. Now when we had Colin on the podcast, uh, six mm. episodes later was Jane. Yes. Jane is obviously <laughs> our current national chair, who some people believe I'm in love with. Um no comment. Yeah, well, here it just seems like <laughs> as, seems to be the commonly accepted thing, Jane. I really <laughs> hope you're listening right now because you will be breaking whichever device you're listening to this on. Um and, that, and it led me to the question, Colin, you're West Chair. I can't remember, if, in fairness, when I recorded with call, I can't remember if he was West Chair or if he was Vice, but he was good. to He was Vice Chair, uh, yeah. My question was, um, our current, yes, that's right, because at the time, Jane was National Vice, correct. So, and she was also West Chair. That's what it was. So I had said, our current National Vice Chair is our current, we- uh, yeah, our current West Chair. You'll be moving Mm -hmm. into that position next year. Do you see yourself as National Vice Chair in the future? Mm -hmm. Which leads me to the question.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you
0: see yourself involved in West at a higher level? I hope you've kicked your feet up and got comfy and enjoying another fantastic episode of the R2Cast with another really interesting guest. I would just like to quickly take another second to plug the sponsors of the show today, the Scottish Farmer. And I would strongly advise you to go out and pick one up this week and see even more of the fantastic people that are in our industry. I'm getting too old. What age are you? What age are you?
1: 28, but okay. I'm not as old as Colin. Just, just remember that. that How is... close is it?
0: Is it not like four months or something?
1: Three months. Three months. Three months. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> You're coming for that.
0: Willy, 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 Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. But yeah. No. Um. I. I never expected to be Dean G. Chair. So just kind of a bit of background, my brother, Stephen, was vice chair of the district last year. Um, and during the year of being vice chair got engaged um, and then started planning a wedding and ended up getting married just in the summer there. So in terms of being him being able to go on and be chair, it was not going to be possible with things that were going on at home. Um, he was also going to be, but he was, all, sorry, he was best man as well. Um, four weeks before his own wedding,
0: we so, was that's right, yes, yeah. Right. So
1: it was a bit of a he he would he knew himself he wouldn't be able to do the role as good as what he wanted, so he decided to step back. Um, so yeah, I never thought I would be in the position I am. I am absolutely honoured to be in it. Um, I have said that, and yeah.
0: So what I'm hearing is, you're currently in a position you're in and didn't expect to be, so... I've got, uh, well, so
1: I'm Lor- Lorna Steele, as a few podcasts ago told you, it's our 80th anniversary next year.
0: Which I think, you know, I think it's really good that we have a secretary for that that was there for the first year as well.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Wallace. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I am the anniversary secretary. I have been asked by our senior committee uh, of honorary presidents, presidents, vice presidents, club leaders uh, to be the secretary of that for a year. So, that is my, going to be my priority over the next, after stepping down, obviously, as DNG chair. Um, I'll obviously be there at d g to support. John and Elspeth, um, when they go on, but yeah, I think going up maybe not a possibility now.
0: For sure, I think that's fair. I think you know, it's, and I think a lot of these these things, a lot of people are gonna, you know, John, John's twenty four. It blows my mind what he's done at Young Farmers. He yeah. just jumped into everything. Um, <laughs> I think when I filmed with John, he he did the very diplomatic he didn't say yes, I want to go for it, but he said something along the lines of sometime in my future I could see that happening. You know, <laughs> a very John answer, a very John answer. And um yeah, he's got at least six years. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely good happen, but I think I think that's quite a fair way you've put that. Um that Lorne for those listening we spoke at Lauren Esty, it's Louise's club Um, she can't show too much favoritism but obviously it's still her club if you do what to hear what Lauren Esthale are doing uh, we did do an episode on the podcast recently as I said mm-hmm. my number knowledge of after 100 is very poor so I'm going to pretend that I'm just talking and trying to do something entertaining as we speak while I quickly look always <laughs> yep so that's it. Uh, 132 is the episode if you want to hear what Lauren Esty are doing but I do have one question for you Louise and I know you can't say what or or, or what's involved but what is an anniversary year why why is it a thing so
1: anniversary year is there to celebrate um the time the club has been going so the oldest club in scotland has just celebrated their 100th anniversary um they they
0: don't exist anymore that's right isn't it kathleen aren't a club anymore from what i understand
1: i think they've merged for sure
0: yeah I but could the, the first fr- from what I understand, the first young farmers event was in June nineteen twenty three. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah. We're not the oldest club in the district. Um we have there's three older. Three older than us, I think. Maybe one's ninety one.
0: this year, isn't it? Sure yeah, Stuart is
1: ninety this year. Annandale will have been eighty five this year. Bolthorn right. Hill. I want to say, I say this like quite confidently, but and you their anniversaries were like the year before the seventy fifth. Um, yes, that's only I remember them. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's good. So it it's an opportunity to bring all us past chair and secretaries back together and have events to celebrate what Young Farmers is all about and bring past present and future members all together. So we've got events in the planning for over the year that are special events to mark this, but are are open to absolutely everyone.
0: Yeah, for sure. And don't worry, I'm not going to try and get them out of Uh, (laughs) you. I don't think I'll be able to. No, no, there's
1: some stuff I can say
0: now. (laughs) Oh, is there?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So we've got like a big dinner dance organised. That's organised. We've got concert. Um, so past members will be back on the stage like our 25th year so that's all kind of programmed in and yeah there's some different uh, events going to come up Uh, so yeah quite exciting the big anniversary stock judging will be something I we do as well so yeah
0: I love a good stock judging where I can go there and know I'm going to do dreadfully
1: (laughs) (laughs) We were going to have to improve this one. <laughs> were
0: you, yeah, for sure. Were, were you? Were you the one um, at the free market last year? Yes. That, did you notice the communal laugh as I got third? Like, <laughs> like this is wrong.
1: <laughs> I'm not commenting. I feel like that's maybe the best option on that one. <laughs> you one of the laughers? No, I would never do something like oh, that, no. Wallace. No, never at all. Never at all. Um, no. Um,
0: you mentioned louise that you went to germany with uni and then you're lucky enough to go back Mm -hmm. european rally is i I feel like i'm really trying to tick off all the fun things in young farmers in a really short period of time if i can okay european rally it looks class it just looks good fun tell us about that and and i think it's important to mention you met the wonderful neris at this is that right
1: yeah, I met Nares, so yeah, that that one I'm sure is going to be explained any time to come.
0: There's uh, an episode of <laughs> Nares coming soon, absolutely.
1: Brilliant. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, it's a great opportunity. There was, I was lucky enough to be one of five people selected to go and represent Scotland at European Rally in Nuremberg in Germany. So I went out with uh, Katie Burns, who was national chair that year, Paul, uh, Mary. Oh man, my brain's gone. Eve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not Eve. Yeah, so we all went out. Good
0: group. Good group.
1: <laughs> it was cracking.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. We went out. We travelled out on the Saturday with the... European Rally starting on Sunday. So we had quite a bit of a journey to do. Um, but it was good. We got a bit of 16 to do as well. In the time, you also meet teams from Northern Ireland, Southern Ireland, England and Wales. Uh, so that was brilliant. Got five nations together. So great hoot. And then you meet folk from elsewhere, which is brilliant. And you learn about their cultures. and Yeah. And every rally is different. So it's a different subject at every rally. So um ours was about sustainability. Um so yeah, you have to do a bit of work before you like not work.
0: I know what you mean, yeah
1: like... like we had we have to do like a group presentation, so we had to do that, prepare that stuff before we went. Um but yeah, no, it was great, different breakout sessions, different ways of doing things, learning about how other countries operate and things like that. You then every night's different, so you do. Um, what was there, like? There's a big food taste night, so you bring food from your home country. So, right. but it has to be s- sustainable. So, because that was the theme. So, like. All... So marsh
0: bar fritters didn't count then, though.
1: No. <laughs> marsh bar fritters didn't count, <laughs> but we did have gin. Not like we're going yeah. to sound like alcoholics here. Whiskey. Um, crisps, iron brew, of course. Um, Moffat toffee.
0: I've never had it.
1: You know what? Like, I'm going to have to take you to Moffat, which is for everybody's knowledge, (laughs) it's only 30 minutes away from Dumfries.
0: Like, and I pass it all the time. But, in fairness, right, in my defense, it's not toffee. So, no. It's not. It's, it's a Murray mint that tastes different. It's not toffee. It's not even a Murray mint. Uh, yeah, it's so we've had the exact same constituency as a Murray mint without the soft bit. That
1: was good. So it's not a Murray mint? No. <laughs> <good point>. <laughs> <laughs> um, no uh, anyone I would recommend trying more for toffee. It is I love it. And um, so it's and it's a great sugar rush as well. Uh, so yeah, no, we took different things out. Um, and that was interesting because Every country, those delicacies and yeah, um, different spirits and it's a great night. Um, and then yeah, <laughs> we done games nights, we done like a karaoke kind of thing. And uh, so yeah, we came second at that, so it was brilliant. And yeah, and then we got the opportunity. Did Paul sing.
0: To- Did Paul sing?
1: No, well, you don't sing. You lip sing It's a lip sing battle.
0: Uh I was going to say if it was singing, Paul should have won.
1: But like we've done it as Team Scotland, so yeah, that yeah. might
0: bring it down a bit then. Yet, yeah, fair.
1: Well, that's just rude.
0: <laughs> Sorry, it's just. I, 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 have you heard Paul sing? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I've never heard anything like it. It was emotional. Sorry, yeah. Paul, if you're listening, it was it was a joy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it. I'm going to ask you a really deep question here, Louise, right? For the first hey. time the podcast. right? Is it important we do things like European Rally?
1: 100%. Why? You make friends for life. Like, you mentioned this. So I... Um, I'm <laughs> what a girl. What a girl. Yeah. Uh, I still keep in touch with a lot of the ones that I was in Germany with. So the Five Nations, we, we, we're still in contact and we're trying to organize and meet up and things like that. And some of them are coming across for the Five Nations Conference over in Scotland um, next month. So, yeah, no, it's great. They're a great brunch and you get to meet people from all over. I still speak to my host family that are in Germany. Uh, so for one night and one day, we got sent away to host families. Brilliant. And so I had a I had a brilliant host family. It was great. Um, it, yeah, I had a great time with them. We they had us they had like a pizza oven in their garden and we had pizzas out there and then they had an old fire engine which in the back had like all the alcohol you could ever wish.
0: Brilliant. <laughs> Excellent.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the next day we've seen their farm, uh, which was a big dairy farm with uh, anaerobic digesters. Uh, so we've seen that, and then we got taken around what their young farmers done. Um, and we also got to see blueberry farm, and yeah, oh, I love
0: blueberries, so yeah, oh, it's brilliant. Did I did I ever tell you about the time I took students to the the soft fruit farm?
1: Oh no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, do you know Annie Bryson? Uh huh. Yeah. So Annie's wee brother was the star of the show this date right? Basically, okay. we went there and the guy was great. Robert, I highly doubt you're listening, but if you are, one of my favorite trips and I can't wait to go again this year. But basically, one of the polytunnels, there's 800 tunnels, 790 tunnels, right? And he was like, Yeah, go and have some strawberries. There was not a strawberry left. I'm not joking. Now, eight hundred. it was fine, but we emptied a tunnel of strawberries <laughs> and, like, I was speaking to Robert and some of the folk that hadn't ventured through the whole tunnel for maybe 10-15 minutes, but right, trip was where we I head off, Mark, and his brother, comes back and looks like the bloody Joker. <laughs> like, I mean, he was just covered in strawberry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, yeah. yeah, I just love berries. No, here it sounds amazing, and, and I think I feel like probably those that listen to a lot of podcasts think like I'm a different person. Like I basically never traveled a day in my life until four or five weeks ago whenever I left. And mm. uh I just want to do it all now. I really i have got the bug. I was saying to Heather care who'd have been the year below you at uni. Um yeah. I think um today I was just like oh, I've just I've got the bug and if there's a way I can keep this job because I love it and see the world, which I think I'm making possible at the minute. Um it'd be class like i just it's so fun Definitely. to learn culture. like it's just so fun and it, like you don't need to be able to speak the same language no music is a phenomenal thing like i was just dancing with um, random fo- random folk um, in tanzania that had no idea who i was everyone who was from let's say you know like european american countries was looking at me like a complete freak but we're having the best time like it's just so fun it's amazing and germany will be the exact same as tuvalu will be from that perspective because you can learn so much it's just uh yeah uh, i love it and i think i might try and go for it next year if there's time
1: i must Um, admit like the opportunities young farmers offer you is amazing um 100 percent Uh, i've been lucky well, as club, we've done uh, an exchange to Liz McCurrican over in Northern Ireland. Uh, that was a great experience. Absolutely loved it. Uh, the ones that were over there still talk about it to this day. <laughs> um, I was gutted I never got to go down to Wales um, this summer, but things just weren't working out for me then um, with commitments and things like that. So, yeah, no, it's, it's good. Um, and yeah, what we offer here is amazing as well um i was lucky enough to do cultivating leaders
0: Oh, well, did you do uh, cultivating yeah. leaders can you tell us about that actually
1: um so cultivating leaders is a program that SAYFC offer when uh, it's three two-day blocks um so i came back from that and realized i needed a new job mm. <laughs> um and yeah changed quite a few things in my life and um, started my own business and things like that so yeah really really good really enjoyed it recommend it to anybody from either a personal point of view or looking for a bit of advice with an upcoming business idea definitely idea
0: no it, it seems really good and i actually looked at it for for this year but i didn't do it i, I i probably just do a bit too much on but it looks it looks really useful learn a lot of stuff right. that i try to teach myself with youtube which you can teach to point but <laughs> it's only so much you know um i was going to say a thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i can't remember it um, oh, no nah, i can't get it i can't get it it's right i can oh it's so close no nah, i can't young um, farmers or not <laughs> what's that
1: was that young was it
0: young farmers related or not? It was. It was. I got it. I got it, I got it. So um if you're interested in hearing them at S A Y S C, uh, there's two ways you can do it. <laughs> well, there's there's more than two ways. You can check the website, you can social media, do whatever you want, you can speak to someone of young farmers, but I'm gonna direct you to two ways. Uh, one you can either check my podcast with them, which I believe was number 114... no, one hundred and fourteen. Love to stop in there. <laughs> What was that? story? yeah, proper stalling, proper. Oh, that's One ther- there. 113, which actually looks uh, at a national level. SEYSC um, had a pretty, uh, pretty notable restructure in the last two years where they had a national council that was, and apologies to those involved, but I think it would be fair to say compared to what we have now is somewhat unorganised. You know, it wasn't really focused in certain directions, whereas now there's direct committees that are aimed at focusing on Communications and marketing, development, well being, competitions and events, agri and affairs, international travel. Always forget that last one. Um, <laughs> we've been speaking about it the whole time. Uh, so, yeah, it's very much more consolidated. It makes much more sense. So, if you want to hear about that, listen there. Another one, I'm going to plug another podcast. Um, however, it has me on it. Uh, if you want to listen to Becky and Liz, like Becca and Lizzie podcast, it's probably the best food and farm podcast there is. I genuinely mean that. And that's coming from someone that's released more podcasts than literally has made dinners in the last year. I counted, um, what? pretty true. Yeah, genuinely, <laughs> I worked out how many times I've had a takeaway because I just don't have time to make dinner, or Mum and Dad have made me dinner when I'm over there, and I have released more podcasts in the last year than I have made dinners. <laughs> um, but their podcast is really good. Mine is very much. I I mean the guests we have one's brilliant. Um. I would like to think I'm not a terrible interviewer either, but uh, it's very much not edited. I just like it, raw. They put a lot of production quality in here. They've had the likes of Luke Bryan. Do you know Luke Bryan? Are you a country fan? Nah, mm. country music is awful. Um, Sorry. Do you know who Luke Bryan is? Yeah, you
1: know what? We're moving on. We're, I'm not even talking to you about this subject. Like,
0: do you continue. know who he is? Yes, I don't yet know. He was on the Becca and Lizzie podcast, so uh, go check it out. But the reason I'm doing this, the and Lizzie podcast is the most recent episode, certainly at the point of recording, not probably at the point of release. It'll be the second most. There's one called the Future of Farming Expo, talking Bitcoin robots and S.A.Y.F.C. I'm talking about all those things. No, I'm not. They got a doctor to talk about robots and they got a bitcoin expert talking about Bitcoin. I'm talking about SAYSC and I would like to think I do it justice. So if you want to go here, they sort of direct the questions quite well. Go and listen to that. But Louise, it has been an absolute joy. And as I say to John Austin in the next episode, which I actually filmed it a couple hours ago, it's really nice, and I think I said it to Colin, I think I said it to John, Perry, whoever, to speak to folk that you know really well, and you still learn something else because. You don't interrogate folk when you're speaking to them sat in a house in Attica having a drink, yeah? You just have a chat. You don't fully learn everything because you're just about a bit of crack. It's really nice to sort of get someone to open up that you do really know really well. So it's been an absolute pleasure and I hope you've enjoyed yourself.
1: No, thank you very much. I have. It's, yeah, it's been great.
0: I always think it's important to say it, already an hour and 20 minutes has gone.
1: Okay. It
0: flies by. <laughs> Um, I don't think much else was expected, in fairness, with you and I speaking, but there's two questions we ask every single person before the end of the podcast. And the first one is horrible. I hate it. It's a horrible question. The first one is, where do you see yourself in five years? And the second one is, if you had tips for folk coming into farming, what would they be? So, Louise, tell us what you'll be doing at 33. <laughs>
1: thanks, Wallace, for quite <laughs> yeah, a I think you've said
0: thanks, Wallace, sarcastically about 15 times this episode <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah, sorry, I, I realise I came across quite sarcastic, I'm not... um
0: Lies. Continue.
1: Save <laughs> Wallace. Um, no, uh, we're on, being five years' time, I would like to be a qualified charter sphere by then. That would be fantastic, uh, so that is something that I'm really keen to work on. Uh, I'm also keen Um. on a personal note is to get my holiday houses, well, my holiday house, Work on that um, that I have, and mum and dad's as well, because they run side by side. So working ways we can improve them. Um, How to get people into agriculture? Is that you?
0: Yeah, like tips for it. Yeah,
1: tips. Don't be scared. Love it. Try everything. If you looked at the work experience I done before I went to university, it very much varied. Um. So yeah, don't say no to anything, except any challenge that's out there. And yeah, just go and see what's involved. Um, no question, stupid, it. And there will always be somebody out there that will help you get onto that ladder if you don't know how to, or yeah, just support you. So go for it.
0: There's so many transferable skills, isn't there? I mean, you know, I worked in a post office for I think eight years. I was a chef yeah. and yeah. Uh, not in the post office would you like a stamp and a lamb of uh you know like it was but you learn so much from that. there's still skills i learned there i probably don't realize it there's still skills i learned there that i used to date like 100 um, um, very good it's been a pleasure louise thank you very much and um, thank I'm you glad you've enjoyed your time and for those listening the next episode is someone that louise knows very well i've made that sound weirder they're just friends okay, okay, okay. <laughs> just for... i think we need to clarify we
1: are all best mates <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing else uh, yeah. so yeah Louis, a good friend of louise is a good friend of mine um mr john Austin. john is also in well no, not also john is an ex-lornistial chair but he's also in the exact same position louise finds herself in now as the district chair as well um X. No,
1: he's ex.
0: Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, I, I meant to say, yeah, they're not both the chair together. That would be a sofa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, he was, he was the district chair. Uh, yeah. another, another good episode. Episode there, another sort of local to me these days, I guess as well. Um, I tried to keep them apart, but I'd, uh, I was just sending out some invites recently, and I realized sent them both at the same time. So it's quite fun to have two in one. Um, next episode after that will be. Bethany, who's talking about Base Camp of Everest, um, and lots more coming in the all in series. We've got an Olympian. We've got, a, right, I a really, 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 really want to get someone who's summited Everest. Really want, I've spoke to one person who's done it 16 times. I've actually, I actually spoke to the person last week who has the world record for the fastest 14. 8,000 meter plus summits. So, for those that don't know, I became a bit of a nerd for um, hill climbing at the minute, which is embarrassing given I barely went 10 meters up the cobbler last week. But, um,
1: what, what's what was that called?
0: The cobbler, oh. uh, Louise, oh. yeah, the cobbler, uh, which I've been calling wrong the whole time. Uh, something a turkey might do. Yeah, there we go. So, uh, I think you <laughs> might have to just say what you were calling it. Well, just... it wasn't a C, it was a G. There we are. You can work that one out. Uh, Not Wallace Gurry. Remember, the name is Cobbler. So uh, there's 15 peaks on the planet that are above 8,000 meters. 8,000 meters is known as the death zone. Death zone basically means that your requirement for oxygen is higher than the ability that you have to take it in. So you're in borrowed time. You have a short period of time to get to top and down. Um, Everest is obviously the famous one is not the hardest which is quite interesting uh the hardest one's k2 which is the second um the second highest peak in the world but the reason it's called k2 i don't know why we've got into this but i love it and
1: you're getting a little
0: bit of fun at the end um everest is called everest uh is called lotsy annapurna is called annapurna i'm just naming some of the ones that are that are above eight thousand meters but k2 is still called k2 and the reason for that is is those 14 hills hills (laughs) hills <laughs> like a little brie these 14 mountains were originally plotted out by whatever you call a mountain person so a cartographer. doesn't matter whatever the people that do all the stuff are you know cartographers' maps yeah so it would have been a cartographer, um and basically the peaks were named k1 k2 k3 k4 k5 k67 k100 Um k1 being everest and k2 is so remote that there was no one near it that had ever seen it that was able to name it. So that's why K2 is still called K2, That is so remote. um, Very hard to summit <laughs> because Everest is easy. Uh, and there's one person, there's been a race to see who can do 14 in the quickest time. Some of you might have heard of the film it's just called 14 Peaks I think, uh, about a guy called Nimsdai, who had the record. Bethany, that's on in number 141, uh, went to base camp with Nimsdai, which is really cool. Uh, but it's been beaten. It's been beaten by a lady called.
1: Come on, Wallace, you can do it. You know
0: can do I can. it. I don't think I can. You
1: can. We'll. I'll well, tell
0: you what. Do you know what's really nice? I'm just going to do this thing where I just talk for a minute because i know that someone else put a photo up that she liked kristen harila is the person who has the record uh, you get
1: there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i spoke to kristen uh, and she responded really quickly and said oh yeah i'm just doing a a couple of times this, <laughs> this next couple of months i'll get back to you so you know she's busy climbing a minor eight thousand two hundred meter high mountain uh, for a couple of weeks but hopefully hopefully we can get her on and um, be really cool i'm Absolutely infatuated by that stuff at the minute. I can't get away from looking at the absolute extremes of human ability. And I actually say ability because I don't strictly mean positives. I would love, in a very strange quotation marked way, to bring on an expert on things like Balkan War, Holocaust. I would be so interested by that. And if you're listening and think these podcasts are quite fun and all that sort of thing, they are but I do actually have the ability to be real and I would love to really speak about those things and hear about those things, share those stories and just learn more about the world. And that's what the podcast is about. And I absolutely love meeting people and loving hearing stories and loving learning about culture. It's got very deep at the end here, unlike Mount Everest, which is the opposite of deep. The next episode we'll have is number 140 with Mr. John Austin, who is a gentleman and a scholar. It has been a pleasure. We will see you for the next episode. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed another excellent episode of the R2Cast. I just want to take this moment to quickly thank our primary sponsors once more, Aplan Rural. If you follow Aplan on social media, you'll see the work they're doing to really promote British farming and back our industry. It's been a pleasure working alongside Aplan Rural so far, and long may it continue. The values of Aplan Rural runs perfectly in line with the whole mantra of Rural to Kitchen, and I'm glad to have them on board. Check them out on Instagram at Aplan Rural, and on Facebook at Aplan Rural Insurance. See you for the next podcast.